How do you stay motivated when you get to February and you just don't really care anymore? I think for me the most important thing is trying to keep consistent and not trying to change the world. Like whenever you're trying to sort of make a change in your lifestyle, you don't want to be changing everything at once. So when you do all these drastic changes that are really hard to achieve, they're just not sustainable. Welcome back to the Happy Way podcast. We are your hosts, Lily Sutherland and Rachel Kaminia. Beyond the Comfort Zone is a series all about stepping away from the things that make you feel comfortable and exploring the things that make you feel uncertain, uncomfortable and even scared. Join us as we dive into the deep end, literally, and push ourselves to new limits and discover the world beyond our comfort zone. Hi, hello. It's the episode you've all been itching for. The very, and I mean very, anticipated return of the Happy Way podcast. Now, if you're a long-time listener or have been casually following our podcast journey through our social channels, you would know then that initially in the past, our podcast has largely been revolved around all things health and wellness. And whilst this is all good and dandy, I have decided to take rein. I've grabbed the podcast by the horns and I'm switching things up. So let me formally introduce you to the Happy Way podcast, but beyond the comfort zone. I am one of your hosts, Lily Sutherland, a self-confessed foodie, bookworm and film enthusiast. And this is my co-host, Rach Kaminia. And I am a fun-loving gym goer with a passion for cooking and eating. So Beyond the Comfort Zone is a brand new series all about stepping away from the things that make you feel comfortable and exploring that grey area of uncertainty and discomfort. So when I think about my comfort zone, I envision a very padded space just covered in fluffy pillows with unicorns, my favourite celebrities in one corner and a mountain of chicken nuggets in the middle with like sequins and (laughs) glitter and rainbows It's a place I always want to be in because I know the ins and outs of every single thing in that room. And whilst this space may make me feel safe and secure, staying in the comfort zone can obviously result in missed opportunities or you're living day to day, every day the same. And obviously that can hold you back from reaching your full potential. And I feel like a big one for me is, drum roll, the gym or more like overwhelmingly looking after my body and like feeling healthy and doing things that benefit me and myself and I. So yeah, I guess I feel like everyone has experienced the whole new year, new you vibe. You start off the new year and you're like, oh, I'm going to buy lots of fitness gear. I'm going to buy a new gym membership, maybe a bag of protein or two from Happy Way. Uh, you're going to stock up your fridge with vegetables. You save all these recipes on Pinterest. You listen to hot girl walk podcasts. You tell your friends to hold you accountable. And then comes February and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. Or you make excuses for why you want that extra slice of cake. And it's like, well, what happened? I don't know. So I guess, Rach, how do you stay like motivated in, I don't know, like how do you stay motivated when you get to February and you just don't really care anymore? I think for me the most important thing is trying to keep consistent and not trying to change the world. Like whenever you're trying 
sort of make a change in your lifestyle. You don't want to be changing everything at once. So when you do all these drastic changes that are really hard to achieve, they're just not sustainable. So I think for me, you know, I do enjoy my slices of cake or a couple of cocktails on a night out, you know, those kinds of things. But I think that if I'm sort of following that sort of 80-20 kind of a lifestyle, it's a lot more sustainable and I can sort of withhold that for a longer period of time. So it's finding things that I enjoy, the exercise that I enjoy, which I'm lucky I love sort of all sorts of activity and movement, but finding the things that work best for me, I can incorporate them in my daily life, finding the healthy foods that I love, making, you know, experimenting with new recipes, doing things like that, but also allowing myself to have those time for lazy days or slices of cake or whatever, you know. Yeah. So what is this 80 by 20 lifestyle that you're talking about? Because I feel like I definitely don't know. And I feel like there would be listeners who don't know either. So tell us a bit about that. This 80-20 lifestyle, it's a bit of a trend and I've seen it all over social media. That's a lot on Instagram and it's a lot on TikTok. And basically the idea with this is that 80% of your lifestyle is healthy living. So it's, you know, incorporating exercise, it's eating clean, it's drinking enough water, it's getting enough sleep, but also not necessarily in terms of physical health, but mental health. So it's, you know, taking time to relax, whether that's meditation or yoga or spending quality time with friends. Things like that, also being on top of your work schedule, all just on a whole, a really healthy, well-balanced lifestyle. But then with that, there's also that 20% of things that aren't, you know, considered healthy, but it's things that also give you happiness. It's things, you know, like going out for dinner and sharing a pizza with friends. It's having a few drinks and going out dancing on a Friday night. You know, it's things, things like that. And it's all about that balance. And I think that if you follow a lifestyle like that, that just helps to sort of have a general healthy approach to life. It's more sustainable. It's going to be better for your mental health because you're just overall a lot happier as well. Right. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Now, I feel like the listeners at home can also relate to this. I've probably only ever stepped inside a gym like once or twice in my lifetime. And I feel like the gym for a newbie can be extremely intimidating because you see all this equipment And it's like, what do I even use this for? (laughs) Especially if you're going by yourself. Like, I feel like the one or two times that I've gone inside a gym, I head straight to the treadmill because I'm like, oh, I know what to do. But I don't know what the other equipment is. So how do you build confidence at the gym when you have absolutely no idea what to do? Absolutely. This is such a common question that's asked and so many people feel this exact same way. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to make the gym space less intimidating. And I think that now is as good a time of ever as to really get going into the gym. I think that there's a lot of information out there on social media or on the internet that's going to help sort of teach and educate people on the gym and how it works. And that's really valuable as well because it can help you sort of go in and enter the gym with a plan and then you're going to feel a little bit less overwhelmed. You'll be a bit more at ease knowing that there is a plan in place and there's things that you can follow. So I definitely think that having some form of a plan of your workout is going to be really valuable. So you can turn to workouts that you find on YouTube. There's a lot on Instagram. There's a lot on the internet. Books as well are going to be really helpful for, you know, beginner workouts that you can use. There's also a few on the Happy Way Instagram, things like that. Otherwise, making the gym a social place is also something that I find really valuable. I've had friends that have been intimidated about going to the gym, but I've brought them along with me and I think it makes it a lot less intimidating because you've got that distraction as well. You feel 
less like everyone's watching you and what you're doing and you can kind of just enjoy it for it being a nice social thing. With that, I also find that the group fitness industry is huge at the moment. There are so many different types of group fitness you can try, whether it's Pilates classes, CrossFit classes, circuit training, boxing, Mm. cycling, like anything, you name it, it's all out there. And things like that, they're fun, they're interactive. You can receive help from a trainer so you know that the exercise you're doing is effective and it's safe. But it's also a great way to make friends. Usually the vibes there are really, you know, uplifting. You've got music, you've got people around you, everyone's smiling. And it's a lot of fun and half the time you forget you're working out because you're just having so much fun with people around you. So I think that that's also a really great sort of entry level into the gym and a really great way to start out. Another thing is just to remember, I think when people do enter a conventional gym or a group fitness gym, they're very worried that everyone's watching them and you're worried. Yeah, this is very true. (laughs) You're worried about everyone looking at you and thinking that you're doing something wrong. You might feel like you're embarrassing yourself. But I think the most important thing to remember is that while you're feeling that, probably most of the other people are feeling that too. Mm. Everyone's focused on themselves. No one's looking at you. Everyone's just looking at themselves and their own workout. So I think remembering that is also a really great way to get going and help you to stop comparing yourself with others. You know, everyone starts somewhere. And so I think comparison can be a really tough thing when you're starting out and it can really sort of break you a little bit. So just trying to, you know, hold back from comparing yourself with other people, just focus on yourself, your journey, your workout, and know that everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. And with that starting, start simple. Like I think it's very easy to be caught up on what you see on social media and you see exercises and workouts that are so high intensity and the movements are so complex, you can start simple, you know, start with a simple walk, start start with simple weight training and simple exercises and then you can build up from there. Right. Would you say you could also start simple by incorporating physical activity like outside of the gym? Like, for example, I don't know, sometimes I park really far away from work because um, I feel guilty that I haven't got my physical activity in for the day. So I'll just like walk to work like 10 minutes away from my work. Or I feel like these that's good too for people who have tried the gym before and they don't like the gym, but there are ways to like incorporate physical activity into your like day-to-day. So do you have any like other suggestions on how you can incorporate your steps in I guess yeah absolutely I think one of the most common ones is parking far away from work and then walking the rest of the way in it's a really great way to get some exercise in and multiple times per day as well because then you have to walk back to your car as well other things like that is you know taking the stairs where possible you know everyone's heard that one before also you can do lunchtime walks with your colleagues so on your lunch break go for a walk around the block and with that as well if the sort of the style of your work allows it you can take your meetings into a walk as well. So some meetings don't have to be just held at a desk. If it's just a conversation and you're not going to be needing too much stuff with you, take that outside and then go for a walk or walk around the office, you know, things like that as well. Other ways as well, I've seen a little bit of this on social media, is a thing called desk-a-size. Have you heard of desk-a-size? What is desk-a-size? (laughs) Desk-a-size is a new sort of way just to incorporate a little bit of exercise while sitting at your desk. Wow. So obviously you can start just with the normal getting a stand-up desk. Those things work too as well and that's a great way just to get yourself standing. It's good for your posture. You'll probably find that your body is less sore and tight from sitting down and hunching, Right. things like that. But also just finding other movement as well. If you're taking a phone call, walk around your office or do a few squats in there or, you know, sort of 
roll around and stretch or mid phone call <laughs> mid phone call you know just you know pump out a few right. movements you know things like that i think just keeping active and keeping movement rather than staying sedentary or you know not moving at all is always going to be better than just sitting still at your desk all sure. day so there's obviously no right or wrong way to approach new territory but when i embark something I like to confirm my lack of expertise and experience just so then I can get a feel of where I'm really at, uh, you know, like giving myself the benefit of the doubt. And what better way to discover your knowledge than with a pop quiz? So this is a segment I like to call Let's Find Out What Lily Knows. So over to you, Rach. All right. So I have made a list of a few questions that some are easier than others. But just sort of beginner level questions about the gym, eating, and your body. Okay. So we'll see. I'm kind of scared. This is going to determine how much of a gym junkie you really I are. I feel like I'm zero percent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our first question: What is another name for the muscle at the front of your thigh or the front, the top of your leg? The top of my leg. The muscle is. Can I get like some multiple choice because I am blanking. I don't. Of course. I'll give you three options. Okay. The calf. Yep. The quadricep. And the bicep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the calf is the back of my leg, isn't it? Yes, the back bottom and under your knee. The bicep is like here. So it's the second one that you said. Process of elimination. I like your start. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was correct. Wait, well what done. was the second one called again? The quadricep. The quadricep, everyone. Well done. Thank you. What is the largest muscle in the body? Um, Do you want multiple choices? No, I think it's the skin. That's not a muscle. Wait. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, I'm thinking of another question. I am actually smart, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, I would like multiple questions. Okay. <laughs> options, multiple options. We have the quadricep. Again, okay. The gluteus maximus. Okay. And your deltoids. I don't think it's the last one because you kind of, <laughs> you had to think about that one for a second. <laughs> so I think it's the first, one of the, one either the first one or the second one. And I feel like it is the first one. Incorrect. Oh, wait, so what is this? The second one is the largest muscle in the body. The gluteus maximus. What so that, is the gluteus maximus? That is one of the muscles in your bum. Oh, okay. I, I, actually, yes, you the glute. I do know, yes, okay. I was thinking, should I make this easier and <laughs> use simpler words for the muscle? No, I like it. But I thought I you could like, handle the challenge. Yeah, I can. Thank you. All right. Next exercise. This, I'm sorry, next question. This is just a true or fa false one. Okay. Is a treadmill an effective piece of equipment to train your biceps? I would say no. Wait. Well, I feel like the treadmill, I would be using it mostly for my legs. So I wouldn't predominantly use the treadmill for my biceps. So I'm going to say no. Correct. It would be very <laughs> interesting to see how creative someone could get. Well, I and feel make that. like. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now because I'm like, well, maybe you can. I'm not going to say no to anything. I mean, there's probably a way. There is probably a way. I feel like you could take your arms and go like like this on a treadmill. But I feel like that would cause 
a hazard. I think one thing at a time. There's, okay. there's more effective ways to do it. <laughs> okay. All right, next question. Which food is the best source of protein? And I have three options. A slice of bread, a carrot, or an egg? I'm going to go with an egg. Correct. I'm I counting. do love an egg. Well done. I That's do good. love eggs. <laughs> I have three correct so far. I'm using my fingers under the table. Okay, nice. (laughs) Which are important nutrients to consume after a workout? Carbs, fat, protein. I'm going to say, based off of my knowledge from Happy Way, and if if the knowledge fails me, then I don't know what to say, but I feel like it's protein. Correct. Protein is important. Really? I would also say... That carbs are also quite important. Because they're energy, okay. Yeah, so all those nutrients do provide energy. But what's good about carbs as well is, especially if you're doing high-intensity training, that's going to be the main fuel source that you're using in your activity. So you just need to replenish those stores. So we store carbs in our muscles as this chemical called glycogen. And once that's depleted after a workout, then you want to replenish that. So a good post-workout snack would be something involving both protein and carbohydrates. Interesting. Fun fact. The next, I'll give you half a mark for that one. Okay. Can you define a compound exercise? A compound exercise. I would say a compound exercise is one that involves a lot of movement with your legs. (laughs) You're on the right track. Okay. <laughs> you just, you're like, yeah, you're kind of getting it, but not really. <laughs> a compound exercise is an exercise that uses multiple muscle groups. Okay. So if you think of, for example, a deadlift, that's going to use your hamstrings, it's going to use your glutes, it's going to use your quads, it's going to okay. use your back. So exercises that use multiple muscles at once. Okay, cool. Where are your triceps located? I don't really like these questions. (laughs) We're almost there. Triceps. If this is a bicep, then tri meaning three, right? Tri. Triceps. Tri does mean three. (laughs) I feel really stressed. A tricep is, can I get like some multiple options again? Sure. So either the back of your arm. The front of your shoulder or your third toe? Well, I don't think it's the third toe. (laughs) I mean, I'd love to answer it's the third toe, but it's not. I feel like it's here where you pointed. Here? For anyone that's listening, she was pointing to the front of her shoulder. I am. Sorry. (laughs) I am pointing to the front of my shoulder. Your tricep is located on the back of your arms. Oh. So you've got your bicep sort of here and then the tricep is located on the back. Okay. What is the role of a spotter in the gym? I do know this one. I saw this one in a TikTok. The, uh, the role of a spotter at the gym is to make sure that when you're lifting something, if like the person who's lifting something struggles at any point, they're standing behind them to make sure that they don't literally like die not to like be dramatic (laughs) but 
It's so then the what's it called? Like the weight mm-hmm. doesn't literally fall onto like the chest or whatever. Yeah. Because it can be dangerous. Absolutely. So it's very important if you're trying to go for PBs or sort of seeing what your maximum lift can be. You have that spotter there just to help you get that weight up if yeah. you do struggle with that rep. What types of foods are good to eat before a workout? What types of foods? Does this count like protein powders? I would probably say or protein you... powders are better for after a workout. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I would say foods. I would try and get like uh, maybe like carbs or protein. Yeah. Carbs are really good. If you're before a workout, it's important to have the energy to do your workout. So we usually say if it's right before a workout, more simple carbohydrates, so things that are a bit sweeter, so pieces of fruit, okay, a honey sandwich, things like that. But would you keep it light? Like you, I've heard, like I know when I went swimming years ago, like the instructor would be like, don't go swimming with like a big heavy stomach. Like would you keep it light? Yeah. Everyone's different. Some people are different with how much food they can tolerate in their system when they're working out. So if you're someone who's prone to feeling sick while exercising, definitely keep it light and have it a little bit longer before your workout. Right. And then with that as well, if you do feel that you're someone who usually tends to feel sick, avoiding foods like fats and proteins directly before a workout can be helpful as well just because those things take longer to digest, so they're going to hang around in your stomach for a little bit longer. Awesome. And then I guess after you would have a protein shake or like yeah, something like that, That's which great. I guess that reminds me. What are you drinking today, Rach? I have made myself a Snickers smoothie. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm using the Happy Way Shot Caramel Protein Powder. Oh, whey or vegan? Uh, way today. Oh, interesting. And I'm having a Super Greens, the best superfood out there for anyone who wants to know. And no, it does not taste like broccoli. It's got a <laughs> lovely tropical taste. And you've got these beautiful tumblers too, just in case you wanted a little accessory in your life. ASMR. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to try any of these products, we also have a very sneaky promo code for our podcast listeners. And today's promo code is Lily15. I repeat, Lily with one L L I L Y 15. <laughs> but yes, back to the back to the quiz. I have one final question for you. Thank you. Can you tell me what a TheraBand is? A TheraBand. I immediately, for some reason, think of like Pilates or like yoga or something. So I feel like it's that band that you put on your legs to do exercises. It can be put on your legs. You oh. can use a TheraBand anywhere. Okay. Really. But basically what a TheraBand is, it is quite commonly used in Pilates. Mm-hmm. It is a small circular band and you can get different resistances, so you can get light ones, you can get heavy ones. And basically, for example, if you were to use them around your legs, you put them around your legs, and then as you separate your legs, that feels quite heavy. Oh. So that's sort of how that works. Okay. So I guess if that was the last question of the pop quiz, how did I go, Rach? Do you think I'm a gym junkie or not so much a gym junkie? I lost I count. Like, Let me count I up. feel like I'm not a gym junkie. <laughs> I have to count. (laughs) Okay, the results are in so far. 
you are 45% gym junkie. Wow. So I didn't even make like 50%. That's okay. I've literally failed. You haven't failed. <laughs> we have somewhere to start from. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> thank you, Rach. I feel, I feel like I've kind of failed, but I feel like that also represents me. I'm, not, I'm definitely not a gym junkie, but there's room to grow and Absolutely. I definitely want to learn. But, yeah, I guess maybe we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, we'll talk about how maybe I'll ask you in the next episode how to go from here, 45% gym junkie to maybe 100% gym junkie. Maybe that's a bit too overconfident, but that's what we're <laughs> aiming changes, for. We'll develop a new routine and look into how I can become just like you. <laughs> <laughs> promo code if you would like to try happy way for the first time or you've never tried happy way this is your opportunity we have an exclusive promo code just for you and the promo code is lily l-i-l-y 15 you can get a really cool tumbler you can try our products this is my favorite at the moment super greens and yeah go your heart out lily 15 Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Comfort Zone. If you have any questions, feedback or topic suggestions for future episodes, pop them below. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode where I take my learnings from this episode out into the real world.